48K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is the Basic Law Committee Deputy Director says Hong Kong's performance in the Greater Bay Area will be a factor in keeping one country, two systems. Nine people have been hurt following a collision between a public-like bus and a taxi in Shatin, and the mainland's manufacturing sector shows signs of recovery. Basic Law Committee Deputy Director Maria Tam says Hong Kong's performance in the Greater Bay Area Initiative will be a factor in whether the SAR gets to keep one country, two systems after 2047 when the framework is set to expire. Mrs. Tam was speaking after a radio program. If we want Hong Kong's capitalistic system and lifestyle to carry on and one country system to carry on beyond 2047, the best protection we can give ourselves or the best bargaining power we have is actually in this Bay Area development and uh, even in the Belt Road Initiative, make ourselves really, truly an international finance, trade and um, transportation an aviation center, make our Hong Kong talent capable of being to perform as the sort of better trained service sector professionals. And this will be able to make our contribution to China's development secure and uh, make us valuable. Mrs. Tam also warned that if Hong Kong became a base for anti-communism, it would lose its special status. Nine people have been injured following a collision between a public light bus and a taxi in Shatin. The accident happened at half past six this morning at the junction of Satin Wai Road and Taijongkyu Road. Police said five men and two women on the minibus were hurt, along with a taxi driver and a taxi passenger. Factory activity on the mainland has unexpectedly expanded for the first time in four months, easing fears that China could slip into a sharper economic downturn. The official purchasing manager's index rose to 50.5 in March from February's three-year low of 49.2, marking the first expansion in four months. The 50 mark separates growth from contraction. Total new orders also grew at a quicker quicker pace. But export orders still shrank for the 10th straight month, suggesting external demand still remained sluggish. Meanwhile, the purchasing manager's index for the mainland's non-manufacturing sector came in at 54.8 for March, up from 54.3 in February. The chairman of the Democratic Party, Wu Chi-wai, is calling for further public consultation on the government's plan to reclaim land in the waters east of Lantau. Details of the Lantau Tomorrow Vision project were unveiled by the Development Bureau last week, and with an estimated cost of $624 billion, it's Hong Kong's most expensive to date. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr. Wu also questioned whether the project would even reach its goal of alleviating the housing shortage, saying the government should make better use of the land it already has. Surely, there's a more effective way than building an artificial island such as using the land resumption ordinance to take back the farmlands, barnfield sites, and the golf course in the new territories and develop them using the new town development areas approach. There are also near-shore reclamations in the pipeline. Mr. Wu accused the government of trying to start work on the project's first phase, which involves reclaiming a 1,000 hectares of land so that it'll be harder to reject the second phase for 700 hectares. Kerry Lam proposed this project before the task force on land supplies even finished his public consultations. The government now claims the first phase of the land town project will only reclaim 1,000 hectares of land, so that it will be consistent with the result in the opinion survey by the task force. 
but the government has not yet revealed more details about the fate of the remaining 700 hectares of land they intend to reclaim, or the so-called second phase of the project. Meanwhile, the chief secretary has urged lawmakers to approve funding for studies on the Lantau Tomorrow Vision project. Writing on his blog, Matthew Zhang said artificial islands off Kao Yichao were the best solution for Hong Kong's housing woes. He blamed insufficient land supply for the rise in property prices. He also said Hong Kong had the financial capacity to carry out the huge reclamation project. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has paid tribute to Dr. Tao Ho, the architect and designer of the post-colonial Hong Kong flag, who died on Friday at the age of 82. In addition to his work on the flag, Mrs. Lam praised him for designing the Hong Kong Arts Center in Wan Chai. The building, which was completed in the late 70s, was seen as pioneering for its time. Dr. Ho was born in Shanghai and came to Hong Kong in the 1940s. He'd been in poor health for a number of years. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The U.S. State Department said it's ending foreign assistance programs to three countries in Central America as directed by President Trump. Democrats have criticized the decision. The head of the House Subcommittee on the Western Hemisphere called the move cheap political point scoring that would only increase immigration. From Washington, D.C., the BBC's Chris Buckler. The U.S. State Department says it's following through on President Trump's orders to stop foreign assistance programs to Honduras, El Salvador and Guatemala. Worth hundreds of millions of dollars, they're intended to help make the countries and their economies more stable and indirectly stop people from fleeing to the United States. But announcing that he was ending the payments, Mr Trump insisted that the countries hadn't done a thing for America. However, Democrats say the move could make immigration problems worse and are threatening to try to block it. Israeli defense forces say their artillery has struck a number of Hamas military posts in the Gaza Strip in response to five rockets fired at Israel. The exchange follows a huge Palestinian demonstration along the border, marking the first anniversary of weekly protests. Afghan officials say the country's vice president, Abdul Rashid Dostum, has escaped unhurt from an attack that killed one of his bodyguards. They said the attackers ambushed Mr. Dostum's convoy in northern Afghanistan. Several others were wounded in an hour-long battle. The Taliban said it carried out the assault. The latest assassination attempt comes eight months after Mr. Dostum avoided injury in a suicide bombing at Kabul airport. Mr. Dostum, a powerful ethnic Uzbek leader, is a controversial figure who's accused of torturing and abusing a political rival. The chief executive of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, has called on governments and regulators to take a more active role in controlling Internet content and for companies to be held accountable. He's previously resisted government intervention. Mr. Zuckerberg has said it was time to update the rules for the Internet to achieve a common worldwide framework covering harmful content, the integrity of elections, privacy and data portability. Sport, football and Manchester City have swept back to the top of the table with a stylish 2-0 win at Fulham. Pep Guardiola's side remain on course for an unprecedented quadruple of Premier League, Champions League, FA Cup and League Cup. Guardiola says whatever happens, City will have no regrets. I think the players, they see, you know, it's eight games left, now seven. And, uh, you know, seven games, it's, it's uh, the last effort in this incredible Premier League, so tough. So we're going to do everything to, to win. That is about it. No matter the competition, next game, win. That you have to do. What Liverpool has done, what Man City has done in the Premier League, deserve all the respects and the credit. One will be happy at the end, the other one will be a little bit sad, but I think no many regrets because we compete. 
At the other end of the table, a 2-0 defeat, Crystal Palace saw Huddersfield equal the record for the quickest relegation from the Premiership after 32 games. Manager Jan Seward said they must learn from their mistakes. You know, for me personally, I know that in life there's failure and there's success and it belongs together. So we at the club has to have to learn out of the failure. Then we are on our best way to, to solve it. You have to go through all the details which happened this season and prepare to come back stronger. In other games, Everton beat West Ham 2-0 and Burnley moved five points clear of the relegation zone with a 2-0 victory over Wolves. Southampton also took a step towards beating the drop with a 1-0 win over South Coast rivals Brighton, while Leicester beat Bournemouth 2-0. Finally, no sex please, we're American. A survey suggests that the proportion of American adults going without reached a record high last year, and many of those missing out are men in their 20s. Alex Price has the story. An analysis of new research data by the Washington Post reveals that 18% of women between the ages of 18 and 30 reported no sex in the past year, but 28% of men did. The youngsters appear to be losing out, as only 7% of those in their 30s and 9% of those in their 40s reported a barren year. For those 16 and older, the share has remained steady at around 50%. But the overall 23% figure, up from 19% two decades ago, paints a picture of a nation growing gradually but steadily less amorous. The Post said its analysis underscored a three-decade trend marked by an ageing population and higher numbers of unattached people. To end the news, our top stories once again. The Basic Law Committee Deputy Director says Hong Kong's performance in the Greater Bay Area will be a factor in keeping one country, two systems. Nine people have been hurt following a collision between a public light bus and a taxi in Shatin, and the mainland's manufacturing sector shows signs of recovery. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, value, value and value. a new experience. Yeah, 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 yeah.